It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. Welcome on in to the 40th, a.k.a., well, first off, I mean, 40 episodes of Counterpoint is just like probably 40 too many. Would you agree? Um, 40 episodes of Counterpoint, that is absolutely insane, and it's also really cool. Like, thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast every week. Uh, I think it's a bunch of fun. I hope you guys have a fun listening to it, and also, never take it too seriously. And if you don't get it, then you can just get out of the trust tree. But the 40th episode of the Counterpoint podcast is also... The Tom Brookshire episode. And it's a Tom Brookshire episode because of the WIP influence. Tom Brookshire was the original sports talk morning show host here in Philadelphia on 610 WIP. Him and Angelo Cataldi. He was one of the OGs. One of the OGs and was on the 1960 championship team. So, of course... This is the Tom Brookshire episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. And to be honest with you, I thought the name looks familiar when I was looking at the number 40s um, in Eagles history. He was number 40. He wore number 40. And I was looking at it. I looked at the name and I was like, that guy was definitely a lawyer because that's a, that's a lawyer's name. Tom Brookshire is a lawyer. Um, but turns out once I started doing more research and I remembered why I remember that name, it was pretty cool. 
pretty cool. One of the pioneers of WIP. And now he gets the Counterpoint Podcast number 40 named after him. I mean, does it get any better than that? I don't think it's possible to get any better honor than that. So you're welcome, Tom Brookshire. And thank you for for revolutionizing sports talk in this city. Uh, On today's podcast, it is actually going to be aired and not suppressed like the other Counterpoint podcasts. Uh, We have my headlines. We're going to bring on John Barchard to talk about his suppression of the Counterpoint podcast and the the blatant disrespect that it continues to get. Um, Also, some of just his bad opinions that we have to talk about. And, of course, we have the mailbag. So, we're going to start off getting real hot and heavy early. We, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we've got to talk about it. I'm going to unleash the Counterpoint Podcast's official position on the Eagles and the White House thing. And, listen, someone's got to come out and say it. I mean, it's it's tough that I have to be the one to make the official position of the Counterpoint podcast. And, you know, the official position of the Counterpoint podcast is, is, is that the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Someone had to say it. I'm sorry it had to be me. Someone had to say that the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I, I, I don't like taking credit. I don't like I don't like stirring up controversy. I don't like, you know, I don't like being a, a hot rod, but sometimes you got to say the truth. And the truth is that the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Mm. Listen, that was, that was that was tough to get through. We we got through it. We battled through it. The trust tree, I hope you continue listening to this podcast after that take. You know, I'm not trying to to, to cause any problems. I just the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. All right, we said it. We had it on the table. I think. I think. I think we can move on. I think we can move on. <sighs> okay. Jack's headline number two is that Jeffrey Lurie was wearing a Nate Sudfeld jersey at Carson Wentz's charity softball game, which can only mean one thing: is that Nate Sudfeld is the new apple of his eye, and Nick Foles will not be around much longer. I think that's the only way you can possibly read that situation. I don't think there's any other way to read the 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 controversy of Jeff Lurie wearing the Nate Studfeld jersey. He actually, I don't know if you saw this, he actually did get the T put on there after the S and before the U to make it Studfeld. And he also said, F you, Nick Foles in the front. So, I mean, it's, it's clear where Jeff Lurie sits. Nate Studfeld is going to be the backup quarterback of the Eagles in 2018. Also, I mean, honestly, honestly, can we just talk about Carson Wentz for a second? There's, there's a couple of Carson Wentz things we got to get to. First, uh, uh, Chris Mortensen comes out today and says that he is, like, more on track than possible to make it back for week one uh, against the Falcons. And, like, of course he was. I, had, I could not, like, I, I was in the firm believer he was going to miss three games. Well, three or four games, first month of the season, whatever. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that at all. Our baby is going to play week one. He's going to play week one. His knee looks insanely healthy. Uh, Chris Mortensen did say that he was throwing 60 yards, which, like, I mean, he's good. He's just good at that point. If if he's throwing 60 yards, it's it's game over. Also, the dude raised, like, $800,000, 
for, for for children in Haiti or just underprivileged youth and he's also feeding people around the city of Philadelphia and I just find it so comical that our quarterback is doing that getting ready for week one and a story breaks on TMZ today that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are buying penis shaped water guns like of all the good the Eagles are doing like Chris Long gives up his money for charity all the Malcolm Jenkins stuff Carson Wentz and all this charity awesome amazing stuff and these dipshits down in Dallas are a quarter of their a quarter of their cap space is going to players who aren't even on the team Jason Witten retired after uh, Dak Prescott because of Dak Prescott Dak Prescott forced out Des Bryant and now him and Zeke and Zeke looks fat as shit Zeke looks fat he looks like an offensive lineman maybe he can replace Lyle Collins along the line they're buying penis shaped water guns I can't get enough of it like imagine calling them I don't I don't want the Eagles to be called America's team but like the Eagles are such a better look for the league than than the Cowboys it's like America's team like get them on TV as much as possible it is unbelievable just how shitty shitty the Cowboys continue to be I I buying penis shaped water guns was amazing absolutely amazing and the final Jack headline and I can't even believe people are giving this guy the light of day um I thought we talked about honestly so what you just heard there I hope that didn't get into your feed but so I'm drinking coffee and sometimes when you buy coffee out like you get it at Wawa or Starbucks like you don't like you don't put in like the fresh pot of coffee like you may be getting the bottom of the coffee and like at least three times this week I've gotten the bottom of the coffee so I'm just picking out coffee grounds out of my mouth which is disgusting and like why do they even do that that's a it's embarrassing. It tastes terrible. It ruins the whole coffee. I put in sugar in the raw of my coffee, and I expect that when I get to like, I like sugar in the raw of my coffee because like, at the top of my coffee, it it tastes like black coffee and like it wakes me up a little bit. And then you know it's bitter at the top. And then my reward of putting sugar in the raw in is that when I get to the bottom of it, it gets a nice little sweetness. So I get the, I I have the bitter. I gotta work through the bitter. So I can get to the sweetness of the bottom of the coffee and these coffee grounds being stuck in my coffee. It's just, it's just ruining that experience for me. So figure it out. Know that I like my coffee with sugar in the raw because I don't want coffee grounds as I'm trying to enjoy a nice, cu- a nice cup of joe. As I pull another coffee. This is ridiculous. Whatever. Uh, man. It's so annoying. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? Anyway. Um, so... I saw over the weekend uh, after the J.R. Smith snafu, which, like, if that happened in Philadelphia, I don't think the city would recover. I think like, I don't think I don't think J.R. Smith would be allowed back in Philadelphia if a, if a Philadelphia athlete did something as egregious as that. But you know, then this this fraud Freddie Mitchell chimes in and he's like, "Oh, Donovan, uh, you know, he LeBron's attitude reminds me of Donovan or whatever." And it's like, you know, and I see these, like, I, I understand that the, car, the the Counterpoint podcast is an anti-Donovan podcast, but like, 
for fuck's sake. Like, we're not anti-Donovan to the point where we're supporting Freddie Mitchell, who is he he sucked. Freddie Mitchell sucked. Like, the fact that we even call him an, an Eagle is just an embarrassment to the name Eagles. Like he he was an embarrassment here. And I feel like just people are forgetting that because oh my god, he played on the Eagles. That doesn't matter. Freddie Mitchell is a fraud. He was a fraud. They picked him in front of Reggie Wayne and Chad Ochocinco, and this dude played till he was 23, and then never got offered a second contract after that, after being a first-round pick. That's how much of a bust Freddie Mitchell is. And now I got to see Freddie Mitchell ripping Donovan McNabb on, on Twitter, which we should never stand for. He was at the fucking Super Bowl, and he somehow found a way to get on camera there. And he was at the Super Bowl parade up on the stage off to the sides, and not everyone really saw it. I saw it. This is getting out of hand. We have to put an end to this stupid Freddie Mitchell love fest that is starting to, to, to come out in Philadelphia. We are, we are not a Freddie Mitchell. We are not a pro Freddie Mitchell town. Like, we are not a pro Freddie Mitchell town. This dude is a bona fide scrub. He is bad. He's a bad dude. And to make matters worse, he threw Carson Wentz under the bus later saying that what he's doing for charity is just a write-off like fuck this dude he needs to go stop retweeting him we don't want him anywhere associated with the eagles because him being representative of the eagles is embarrassing to the eagles because he is embarrassing he doesn't even deserve to be a to be called a professional wide receiver fuck fourth and 26 I wish anyone else caught that ball. Fuck the play in Dallas where Donovan ran around and then finally you decided to get open. Fuck all of that. You were a, such a bum. I can't believe people give you the light of day. Good day. Let's talk to Barchard. I'm not even going to give this man the courtesy of an introduction because once again, the constant suppression of the CounterPoint podcast has run rampant. The, the people associated in the trust tree with BGN Radio have all taken notice of the blatant disrespect that the CounterPoint podcast continues to get from the one John Barchard. And, you know, I was listening to 316, and I was, you know, excited to hear my friends talk about football again. And about 30 minutes in, the John, John goes on this uncalled for, unconstitutional, some would say, uh, rant about me saying that, I'm coming in too hot sometimes. And I think that's just uh, borderline ridiculous. So John Barchard is on the line because it's gone too far, Barchard. First of all, you said I don't even want to introduce this man, and you gave me like three introductions thus far. (laughs) Secondly, did you at this point in your podcast at all address the fact of the amazing amount of editing that I had to do when you first started the podcast? Secondly, that we have literally not suppressed you once. And thirdly, how many times we've moved the podcast to be on your recording schedule yet? We address those things. I don't have a recording schedule because I am a free <laughs> spirit. And once again, I am continuing to be held back by the powers that be at BGN Radio. I will totally... Is that the, hold on, hold on. Is that the same powers that made you throw 79 miles an hour as opposed to 82 miles per hour? That, at, uh, your recent first pitch outing there, Jack? That power would be that I got a little bit uh you know i got up a little bit late and i got to reading late because of a bus and i did not have time to throw a first pit or throw it throw it warm up at all but because of that i now have the built-in excuse that 
I would have thrown 82 if I had a warm-up pitch. I mean, people are talking about it. That's all anyone's talking about on the station today is Fritz would have done it if he had warmed up. So Wait, did we, why did you take a bus? Why didn't you drive there? I didn't take a bus. I thought you said I took a bus. And, you no, know, I got I got I got caught behind a school bus. Oh, behind the bus, which wow. was stopping every two seconds. I was I was about to run over some little kids. I I thought about it because <laughs> I knew I needed to get to Reading and warm up a little bit. Because if I didn't warm up, it was all gonna be it was all gonna be for naught. I wasn't gonna get to get the job done. But I, I I went there. I almost got the job done. And then and then I do the broccoli race as the broccoli, and I got <laughs> torched by these like I I think they brought in uh, Olympic runners. And uh, I got smoked in that. And then they, they bring you through the concourse. And I was getting berated by these old people in Reading for being a broccoli. They were like, they were like, you broccoli, you suck. And I was like, oh, <laughs> seriously? Like for, for, a, for a veggie race? So well, we, did you did you see by the way that uh, 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 raw something or rock uh, chimed in and said that they need to put. Uh, or we need to put the broccoli uniform with the double thumbs up and just say trust tree under that as your t-shirt because I think that we should do that now. Pretty good idea. Uh, <laughs> I, I I respect that. Maybe make it, make it look a little cartoonish, more cartoonish. Oh, uh, yeah, with like we a, can do that. With like a bigger I, smile. See, we're already, we're giving another olive branch once again from, <laughs> from your listeners, from your loyal trust tree listeners saying like, oh, I'd love this as a t-shirt. I'm going, yeah, we should sell that. And then nothing but hate, nothing but just outright outlandish uh like you're being suppressed as usual I, let me tell you this counterpoint trust tree family the first time that jack fritz actually goes can i do two episodes this week will be the fucking first time okay so nothing's happening here we're trying to groom jackie into our wonderful baby beautiful boy and uh he continues just to act like uh you know he's getting disrespected left and right all over the bgn radio airway <laughs> Um, well, that's not true, first of all. I I did two two episodes during draft week. So if you could if you could please it'll be the second time ever that he records two podcasts in a week. Sorry. Please recuse that statement. Um Listen, listen, I'm just saying that the, the people have spoken, they're in the reviews, and they're in the mentions saying that they, they want more counterpoint, and I, I'm just saying that that's all on Bartrand. He doesn't... <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's literally... Uh, blame me for everything, actually. Blame me for Kip Kelly, Kelly's failures. You can blame me uh, if Wentz, or, uh, Wentz does or does not have a good year this year. Basically, I think that's a good thing. Just blame me for everything. That's uh, and and that way your free artistic bird can just keep flying around, and you can improve your image, and just have this new brand of free spirit Fritz, uh, which I can't believe I just gave you an, a, another free one uh, for your own branding. Uh, but that, that's what the the title of this episode obviously should be. I like that you are invested in the growth of of the Fritz brand. <laughs> John, Reluctantly, but I am. John, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm being serious. When I say this, it's a good stock to buy. It's a you're getting in at a lower level, but it's a good stock to jump on. What are you talking about? We got you in at the lowest level. Yeah, I know we, you. I was I was a penny stock. It was a penny stock. You've you've grown to you were just to be about a dollar stock, and now you're now you're I don't know where you're headed. Like the market is concerned. That's what that's you're in a volatile state, which you know we don't want to go and find a venture capitalist to to fund dead weight here. So just. I'm telling you, if you just keep doing what you're doing, keep your ear to the grindstone, all that other, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, 
uh, normal, awful things that people say, uh, you will you will eventually be be Facebook level of, of stock prices here. I don't like that the market's concerned about the Jack Fritz stock. I thought that the market was like, listen, he's a hot stock, and you should get on it now before it really blows up. They're scared to buy. Can't just you know, can't just be risky all the time here. Can't just be constantly bashing Corey Clement after he's probably going to be the feature back now after winning a Super Bowl title and having one of the most important plays in Eagles Super Bowl history. You gotta get off of that crap. Can I, can I, can we, it's only me and you. No one else is listening to this. So yeah. that's why this is, this is the trust tree. Right. I, I think Corey Clement's like one of my three favorite Eagles. And like, <laughs> like the fact that I have to do this for the justice, it hurts. It hurts, Corey. Mm-hmm. Like, just come on the podcast. We will settle the score. We will talk about how you were a fraud Eagles or a fraud Cowboys fan growing up, and you picked on people in high school. Uh, but I also do love Corey Clement. So can we also can we also extend that to Rowan University because I've got like twelve emails from them now. Can we can we at least issue an apology statement? To oh, that's them not too? true. And what was the secretary's name? Because I don't even remember her name. But like Donna. Donna, yeah. Maybe apologize to Donna for continuing your insane psychopath ways, too. That might help. That's a good start. Speaking of insane psychopaths, John, um, you you said that you would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Carson Wentz. And, yeah. and I think the fact that the fact that I even gave you airtime today, you <laughs> should be you should be kissing my feet. Because that is like for the audacity. You shed you shed tears over Carson Wentz. You never shed any tears over Jimmy G and one knee injury, and now you're on the Jimmy G train after those four brutally average weeks at the end of last season. Now you're taking him over our baby. Like that was I was so mad at you. Uh, well, I mean, you can be mad all you want. It's totally fine. But uh, in the context of the question being, literally, you can start with, which I still answered it incorrectly because my answer should have been Aaron Rodgers because he's probably still got at least four or five years left in him. That's a guaranteed Hall of Fame quarterback on your roster, and you figure out the rest later. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes we think about these things. Jimmy G's only a year older than Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's already been paid, and everybody's like, oh, he's only played six games. Okay, you watch him and Kyle Shanahan in the, in the NFC West for the next couple of years. And then you can come back to me and say, you know, whatever. Listen, there's concern about Carson Wentz's health. That's the only reason why I would take Wentz 90 times out of 90 uh, based on talent and headspace and all of that stuff alone and all the crappy arguments that we're going to continue to have probably during the season and in the offseason, Fritzy. Like, that's – sorry, maybe call it a weak moment, maybe call it whatever. I still stand by it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's going to be a top ten quarterback. I just want to make Done. sure. I just want to make sure you're okay. Like I just, uh, I'm like, good. If you're Carson in a Wentz, because the context of would I give up Carson Wentz to trade out any of those things? Absolutely not. If I had an opportunity to start a franchise, I'd probably pick Jimmy G. Sorry, I, I really like him, <laughs> and he doesn't have an ACL of the you know LCL IT band all that other stuff that you were going. It's just like you know normal owner thing. And it's a, it's a little bit Big J journal, isn't it? It's a little bit Big J. Listen, I'm just, I said that. It was, it was very like, oh, I'm from Philadelphia, but I'm not biased. I'm going I'm, I'm to be different. Honestly, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, okay. I just went into it because okay, I sure. said Lane and, and Brandon Brooks should definitely be start my offensive line because I don't care. 
So okay, well, that was all. That's it. We will see. We will see what the trust tree says. We will. We will. We oh, will. They're con- going to hate it. Well, we're going to congregate, and we're going to decide if you are indeed <laughs> banned from the podcast because it's 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 been it's been approached to the table, and just the fact that you would even have the audacity, like you shed tears over this guy, and I did. and and you're just it's. It, it, Listen, does it move a little when you see Jimmy G? Is that what's going on here? It, I mean, he is very handsome, especially when you see him in person. So, can't, can't say that that's not a factor. <laughs> Another thing we have to discuss on this podcast. Uh-huh. You know, I consider you a foodman, a, uh-huh. a a man that enjoys a nice food. And when I saw the takes from, from Brandon Lee Gowton about how lobster, he would take pizza over lobster initially... I was like, you know what? That's an atrocious take. But I thought about it more. And if I had to choose one to eat for the rest of my life, I'm choosing pizza. I'm choosing pizza oh my all God. the time. You guys in this freaking thing, this, there literally is, see, everybody puts their own different context on it. Now, Jack Fritz has just said, well, if you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? I wouldn't even have those two up for a debate, probably. Well, no, but those you two, uh, if you're just talking about those two, you get to choose one for the rest of your life to eat. Which one are you choosing? I'm going to take pizza if it's for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm saying okay, as a meal, as a meal, if you're, I would choose lobster over pizza in a heartbeat. That's like, it's delicious. But it's, it's not people, that great. I noticed that people have a thing against seafood, and that includes crab legs and scallops and oysters and clams and just overall deliciousness. I can't believe that pizza over lobster is certainly a tick, and I, I couldn't believe my ears. Yeah. Now, granted, we're a little tuned up. Uh, walking back home when we're having this discussion, but uh, I'm choosing lots of over pizza every time if it's given to me as a choice. As what do you want to eat right now? Oh, that's adorable that you would uh, be having fun on a Friday night. I had to produce Phillies Giants, so well, that's that's fine. I was I was actually considered work because we were covering an event. So there you go. Lucky you. Um, I do agree with you though. I do agree with you on one thing that that seafood has been slandered for too long. I, oh my goodness, yes. I like seafood a lot. I think clams is one of my favorite meals. Not not a terribly huge oyster guy. Um, yeah, muscles. I, you a muscles guy? I'm a big muscles guy. I think they're good in the right context. They're good. A pure, yeah, a pure muscle. No, but with the sauce, I'm in. Um, yeah. um I, I really like salmon. 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 I like salmon. I don't like salmon. <laughs> I like salmon. Um, I <laughs> and like, that's the that's the only one I don't touch. Actually, that's. Out of oh, the entire seafood world, I think that's the worst one. But I love fish in general. No, if you if you come over to my house, we'll make up some some delicious salmon. Trust me, I'll, uh, I'll accept it. Many have tried, but I, I'm ready for it. Um, but yeah, no, the seafood slander I've noticed. Now crabs are just a pain in the ass. Like I don't think I don't think eating a crab is worth the work to put into eating a crab. Ooh, I'm back and forth there because yeah, it is more the experience than it is like the actual stuff, but. Oh man, when you when you bust open that claw perfectly and slide that bad boy out, or get one of the legs that is just cracked up. I mean, like it's it's very rewarding because <laughs> that's part of it too. Then you drench that shit in you know garlic butter, or whatever, whatever kind of stuff that you're uh, heading towards there, and it is phenomenal because usually you're by the sea, you're on a deck, you're on a porch, you're on something. It's kind of the environment of eating crabs. I think I enjoy more than the actual crab. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The environment of crabs, you're always outside. It's nice weather. And just like, I want some crabs. I agree with you. The the ambiance of the crab makes the crab a delicacy. Um, Soft shell crab, though? Where are we at? Uh, I don't you ever know. had it? I think I've only just had crab. I don't know. It's not, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, but it's not like a soft shell taco. 
It's like no, a, no, like it's just, but it's an entire crab that is mostly like breaded or, and or deep fried or some some version of like a, some form of batters on top of it. You can eat no, whole thing like included. Old Bay on it, and then yeah, 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 just the, the, the classic crab, I guess we would say. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So listen, the people that have that have come to my back here supporting the suppression of the Counterpoint podcast, I I just hope that you realize that it's it's all in good fun. <laughs> and we don't actually yeah, we don't actually hate each other and there's absolutely no beef and the reason why counterpoints don't come out more often is because the the, the leader of the trust tree can't always put them out at all times because <laughs> which is okay all we ask of jack fritz is to to do his absolute best to get one out a week and he does he does do my That's best weird i you know what i don't understand is like i i have a lot of confusion and this goes with a couple other shows that we've put out before and after, including Jack's. Like, I, your show, without a doubt, has the weirdest reactions to it. Because it's, and, and it's just like you said in a couple of your shows, like, people will write and be like, you know, I didn't really like this. But then I got it. <laughs> and now I really like it. Now it's one of my favorite podcasts. I feel like people who have the vitriol towards it still don't understand it. In a way, and I love this. Like uh, this is this was one of my always one of my favorite things to put together each week. So I hope everybody knows that like this is the <laughs> this is the sarcastic Jack Chris that we know and love. And at the end of the, I, that happens on Twitter to you a lot too. Everybody takes you too seriously. I I get caught up in taking you too seriously when you're joking. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty good at at masking my my not seriousness. Like I'm, I'm good at I'm good at pushing people just to the limit to where they're gonna break, and then just be like, "Come on, man, relax." Like, well, yeah, and 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 in full disclosure, I break, and I and then I just get an LOL back from Jack Fritz in the in the as the bubbles are coming up uh, in our text a lot of times. So I always fall for it too. So I understand it's for everybody. It's not for everybody, but you know, we might not be for everybody. They might like Toronto show better, or whoever's is better. We're all we're all family. We don't expect you to love the taste of everything in our restaurant, so to say. Yes, and seafood is good. <laughs> and seafood is great. In that in that <laughs> restaurant. All right, John. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and squashing this very serious, serious beef. Uh, trust tree for life, buddy. <laughs> All right. Let's check the counterpoint mailbag, which, of course, you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. So, um, let's go to John Barber. Hey, Jack, what's the best time of the year for sports? You have springtime when baseball is in full swing, and you also get basketball and hockey playoffs. There's also midfall where you get baseball playoffs and midseason football, or there's January, February where you get postseason football and midseason basketball and hockey. Uh, likewise, what's the worst time? You may also look to weather to you may also look to consider the weather at any points of the year. Uh, okay, so okay, I th- like, I don't think it's even disputable. I think the fall is by far the single best time for sports because you have postseason baseball, which is the best postseason. Uh, you have football just getting started, which you should look forward to every single day of the, of, of the week. You're, you're looking forward, forward to Sunday. You have basketball starting to round into form. Like, you know, they're doing some preseason stuff, but, you know, the, their season starts in the fall. Hockey, sure, starts in the fall. Uh, college football. Like, the fall is just a really, really good time for sports. There's always sports going on. There's, like, almost too much to, to handle. And the baseball playoffs, which is the best. Um, now, I think the worst time for sports is like the summer. Like, I love baseball, and I watch like 150 plus games of baseball a year, uh, mostly Phillies games. But 
like the summer is just like there's nothing else going on besides baseball and it's just more fun when there's other things going on now i do love the 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 nba playoffs and like like i would say the two best months for sports are october and spring uh, and like march mm, april mm, yeah april well march all right i'll say april april you have the 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 final four is usually in April. Baseball started, and you have the NBA playoffs. So I would say April is the best sports month, and the be- well, one of the best sports months in October is probably the best overall sports month. Uh, but that's just you know my opinion. From uh, Josh Walk, uh, hi Jack, hopping into the trust tree right, right away. Last episode you said about Nick Foles. How much do we have to give this guy for winning the Super Bowl? Uh, the answer should be whatever whatever he wants. You know what, Josh, Josh Walk, which like. Is that is that a burner for Josh Sweat? Are you trying to are you trying to work your way into the uh, the trust tree, Josh Sweat? There's a lot of burner burner talk going on out there. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you. Uh, no, you're right. I went on. A, I was too harsh on Nick Falls. Just like I get frustrated by the people who like I don't know. I just get frustrated. Me and me and BLG are gonna have a long podcast discussing discussing our points of view on Nick Falls. We will. Um, anyway. So Josh says, if I were to go back in time and ask a past Jack what he would give to see the Eagles hoist the Lombardi, I guarantee he would have given up anything. You are correct, Josh. Um, I know this because any truly diseased Eagles fan would have given up anything. I think it is fair to give Nick whatever he wants post-Super Bowl win. That being said, I can't wait for Carson to be back behind center for week one. And that's why they probably should have traded Nick Foles. But whatever. Um, Secondly, do you know that hack John Barchard or whoever does the BGN radio website, has your name linked to an incorrect Twitter handle? Worse yet, that Twitter handle he has linked to your name is following such Twitter profiles such as Boston's Diehards, Patriots Militia, the New England Patriots, and Odell Beckham Jr. Obscene. John Barchard, another public call-out. Please change my Twitter profile so people don't think that I am just a fugazi. You're making me look bad, John. Third... I need your advice on how to handle a specific situation I keep running into. At my job, I train a good number of people, and being a diseased Eagles fan, uh, football often gets brought up during the get-to-know-you phase. I do not live in Philly, unfortunately, so being an Eagles fan is not the norm. There have been several raised eyebrows or jabs at me being a bandwagon fan since the Eagles have won the Super Bowl. Do I need to start carrying around a photo of me in an Eagles jersey from my childhood? Should I just brush it off and move on and feel sorry for them? Most of these fans are Bengals or Browns fans. Or is there something else I can do to prove my legitimacy while boasting that the Eagles are world champions? I think if you live outside the city, like I being accused of being a, a fraud fan is it's thro- it's throat punch early. Like it's 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 a tough it's tough to get through. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't do well when I'm like when I get the raised eyebrow. Like it's just like mm, do you know who I am? Anyway, I think I think carrying around a picture of you in an Eagles jersey from your childhood makes sense. Or just getting really angry about it and being like, oh, yeah, and getting really in their face. Like, I, It's fine to start raising your voice when you get questioned as a, as a diseased Eagles fan. Like, these people probably don't get it. Uh, and then, like, you, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad idea to raise your voice and just start dishing out pure Eagles knowledge. Like, I, I don't think that's out of line at all, Josh. I would, I would encourage you to, in, in fact, if someone questions you again, just, just maybe lose your shit. That, I think that's good sound quality advice um from mark savory hey jack love the podcast i'm a diseased eagles fan born in newfoundland see when i was younger i would say newfoundland but 
you know, I used to say Arkansas at all, like Arkansas. So, you know, sometimes words are tough for me. Newfoundland, but living in Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm disappointed, but not totally surprised that John Partridge is trying to suppress you. Within the trust tree, I feel like I can say that behind his BGN radio voice and bravado is definitely some insecurity. John is not insecure. We are just having some fun. Um, so my question while we're on this topic is why do people pronounce John's last name differently and which way is correct? You say charred, like charred beef. Others say charred, like a shard of glass with almost a French twist. Um, it's barchard. It's barchard. It's not Barshard. I would be bad. That'd be bad. It's a bad football name if his name was Barshard. Part B of this question is, if the Eagles drafted a guy named John Bartred, let's say in the fifth round, yeah, I mean, the fifth round sounds about right for John. Um, what would be his chances of success based on his name? Listen, John Bartred, the only way John Bartred turns into a good football player is if he's on the offensive line. That's the only way that name works. It doesn't work anywhere else. I mean, that, that like, it's too long to work anywhere else. And you know that he's not a star player. Like, Bartred is not a, a, a star player's last name. Like, have you ever heard a, a star player with the last name that like that? Case in point. Nailed it. Uh, he's an offensive lineman if he was going to make it. But if I had to bet, no, he would not make the Eagles. That's a bad name. It's a bad football name. I'm sorry. Um, from Jeff Hinkleday. Hey, Jack. I emailed you before the Super Bowl about a terrible party named for my host, Cat. I remember that. That was a, it sounded like a horrible party. I uh, thought I'd update you quickly to let you know that, it, that I didn't go and pretty much took your advice to, the, to unfriend the couple. I've seen them once since January when I dragged a group of friends with me to see them. I wouldn't be alone and could drink. Good. And I think, I think you handled that well. I'm glad the advice went well. Anyway, I was at Carson's A01 softball game the other night and had an experience that needs your expertise. While announcing the rosters, a person sitting behind me said he played like shit in the Super Bowl when Ronald Darby was announced. The person seemed super offended to Darby's Super Bowl play. My question for you is, should I have turned around and told this person to shut the hell up because the Eagles won the Epic Super Bowl? Is it okay for is it okay for fans to be seriously critical of a player's performance in that game after the team won the Super Bowl? I'm all for taking I'm all for talking about how to improve the team for another run, but this really pissed me off. It should piss you off because I feel like Ronald Darby turned into like the like this guy's just so bad, like he's borderline unplayable out there. And yeah, like like no one really played that bad. Like and like they like they won the Super Bowl. Like that's what I'm saying. Like like Jim Schwartz allowed five hundred. Jim Schwartz's defense allowed five hundred five yards. Like the defense didn't have a great day, but in the end, like they won. Yeah, I think I think that's super unfair. Like I think I've just been like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> like <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. What are you? What are, like who cares how he played? They won. They didn't win in spite of of Ronald Darby. Yeah, I think that's I think that's bullshit, Jeff. I think it's bullshit. Um, from Quinn Ritter. Hey, Jack, love the show, but hearing John Barchard bring down the hammer on you in episode 316 was hilarious. I didn't find it funny. I'm glad everyone else found it funny. Anyway, if you had to choose between Counterpoint and your Phillies pod high hopes, which do you take behind the barn and shoot? Um, I will take high hopes behind the barn and shoot it because it doesn't have the same connection with the trust tree that Counterpoint does. And I love the Counterpoint podcast. It's a lot of fun to do. It really is. So I would, I would choose, I would choose Counterpoint. I know if you follow me on Twitter, you're like, "Wow, this guy tweets a lot about the Phillies." I'm just trying to build a brand. Listen, I'm trying to build a brand as the Eagles fans are, and a big baseball guy. 
and a big Phil's guy. So I'm sure there's people out there, and I'm sure if you're not from uh, America, you're probably like, wow, baseball sucks, which is fine. But listen, as the leader of the trust tree, and we're in the trust tree, you got to respect the grind of me trying to build up to become the Phillies guy. So, you know, I'm sorry. Sorry. But I think the trust tree understands. From Jay Arnold, fan of the trust tree, nice pitch, but <laughs> nice pitch with third place for Broccoli was unacceptable. Uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, I threw out the first pitch up in Reading on Wednesday, and it only went 79 miles an hour, which, you know, people were like, oh, my God. Like, so, like, I'd like to see a majority of my Twitter followers try to throw as hard as that. That's all I have to say. Uh, and, yes, the Broccoli thing was bad, but I swear to God those people were like, Olympics, Olympic style runners. Like, they were fast. They were really fast. I'm not fast, but I'm also not super slow, but those guys were really fast. So, my question is this. I bought my Wench jersey prior to the start of the season, but I figured I would stick with my tradition by starting off the first game wearing my Westbrook jersey. I always stick with the same jersey the following week as long as the team is playing well. Long story short, I never got to wear my Wench jersey last season. Uh, when can I finally wear it, <laughs> if ever? Uh, cheers and keep up the good repressed work. Thank you. The, the repression continues. Um, mm, that's tough. Because, I, you know, you wore the Westbrook jersey every game last year and they won the Super Bowl. It's tough to come back from that. It really is. I think you can. I think you can wear the. I think you can. You should wear the Westbrook jersey until they they lose again, like lose big, like losing an NFC Championship game or wild card game or whatever, or they're just eliminated. I think you got to stick with the Westbrook jersey before you go Wentz, and I I think you can definitely wear Wentz during the week. That's how I would answer that. You can wear Wentz during the week, but on Sundays I think you got to stick with Westbrook because you won the Super Bowl. In that jersey, I think I think that's a fair, fair way to look at this. Uh, let's go to the Twitter.com, which you can always follow me at JackFritzWIP. Who on the Phillies or <laughs> who on the Eagles should the Phillies sign to get their offense back on track? So I have decided that I think I would choose Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz looks like a guy that can put the ball over the fence. Uh, he's got some speed, but mostly he's a home run hitter. And I think Zach Ertz would get this offense back on track pretty quickly. Um, from Matt Gumbrecht, uh, how could you let the cauliflower beat you so badly? Listen, I told you, the cauliflower's fast, man. And also, I was in the broccoli costume, which is the, the, most, the, is the least aerodynamic costume out there. And I was grinding, okay? It, they, it, the, the, the stalk of the broccoli went all the way down to my ankles, so I could barely run in it. Of course, that's why I got torched. The cauliflower was fast, and it, it was a good uniform to wear. I had a bad uniform. Like, wh- what do you want me to do? I can't do anything about that. From Eric Hernandez, do you think the Counterpoint Podcast is getting the respect it deserves from your fellow colleagues? No, I don't. Flat out. No, I don't. No, I don't. The amount of work I put into this podcast to make it interesting and continually gets crapped on by everyone in the BGN Radio family. Yeah, it's just tough. It's tough. But we're going to battle through it. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. And uh, that's what we're going to do with the Counterpoint Podcast. From um, Sean Lamont, what is your opinion on EDP 445? For me, I see him as someone who jumps ship when the littlest thing goes wrong. Yeah, EDP, EDP is a total fraud. He's a total fraud. He's not funny at all. 
And like he doesn't know anything about the Eagles. Like he doesn't know he doesn't know shit about the Eagles. Like if you if you actually ever listen, like when I first saw him, I was like, oh, this guy's hilarious. He's not funny at all. Like there's nothing funny about him. He doesn't know anything, and he's just overreactive and like doesn't understand anything about the team or what's going on. And like yeah, the minor little things freak him out. He's 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 bad. I don't understand why anyone watches him. Like he's just not funny. When I was younger, I thought he was funny. Now it's just like no, <laughs> no, um, yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know who this is from. Sorry, but it, it's you. Sorry. Um, I live in Maine as a diseased Eagles fan. I get so annoyed when I hear Patriots fans tell me uh, what the Eagles should do at quarterback, uh, i.e., trade Carson. What the fuck? <laughs> um, does it does it ever bother you when non-Eagles fans talk about the team when they have no idea what they're talking about? Yes. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast enough, I'm sure you were like, obviously, yeah. I I can't even. Like, there's been multiple instances where I'll be out with Jill at dinner or lunch or in public, and I just hear people talking about the Eagles, and I, I just I, I get upset. Like, I, I legitimately turn to her and say, like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, I want to go over there and just start yelling, but I can't. And, like, they just, like, I hate, I hate when people bring up the Eagles in public because it's always the dumbest conversations ever. It's like it, it, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't. It's it, I. I don't. I don't do well in public when when people start talking about the Eagles. Like I. I try to not talk about the Eagles in public as much as possible unless I'm with people I can trust. Like if I'm not with people I can trust, then I don't. I don't really do well. So yeah. Um. I do have a major problem when I hear people talk about the Eagles that I know they have. They have no idea what they're talking about. So. I'm with you, whoever that was. I'm sorry I didn't copy and paste your name into my Word document. But that is going to do it for episode 40, the Tom Brookshire episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. We will be back next week um, talking about the Eagles as Super Bowl champions. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. <laughs>